There's nothing quite like the Eurovision Song Contest. Where else on earth could you gather together a man with incredible Hulk sleeves, a piano that plays itself, a duo haunted by the ghost of an American literary legend, a guitar, and some glittery dictators. Liverpool awaits. It's time to make your mind up who you're back and who you'll lay and who you think might be feeling the euphoria of victory on Saturday night in Liverpool. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is Eurovision Only Better. Bienvenue, willkommen, welcome. Genuinely thrilled to be doing a Eurovision show on the Betfair Network for the first time. We've got plenty of tips and information to bring your way. Specials trading legend and Eurovision expert Rob Ferber is with us. Rob, you've been to so many Eurovisions down the years. Just tell us how that journey started for you and what a typical Eurovision season's like for you. Hi, Kev. Yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy time of year. Um, I've been attending Eurovision going back to 2012 in Baku. Um, I just originally discovered uh, TV betting uh, analysis wasn't really being done by anyone online. So I thought, let's let's launch a website uh, doing that. So that was my site, entertainmentodds.com which I founded in 2009. 2010 was sort of the first year I gave Eurovision a stab, um, had some early success. I, I managed to spot uh, Lena for Germany. Uh, oh, satellite, on. wonderful. Yeah. Satellite, yeah, 16 to <laughs> 1 early on um, and just went from there. And um, yeah, absolutely love it. Because we spoke a few days ago ahead of this show and you actually, like many Eurovision traders, watch the national contests. And you're already thinking, before the national contests have even been decided, ah, that could win. And even at that early stage, you're thinking of pressing the button, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. It starts um, for the serious Eurovision trade around about Christmas time, uh, the national qualifier season. I think it's Albania um, around Boxing Day. Uh, and, and we go from there and it's just five months of, yeah, seeing what turns up in every country and trying to uh, beat the market, you know, be early spotting something in a national final um, that you like the look of. Uh, Salvador Sobral was a classic for me. Portugal. Spotted so you that. were on that from the moment you saw it, right? Yeah, spotted it. <laughs> In Portugal, it hadn't won the Portuguese national final. There was huge jeopardy still, you know, whether it would even win in Portugal. But I'm a big odds backer in terms of the winner market. So um, I thought it was fantastic. And I was jumping on on the Betfair Exchange in 120 to 1, something like that. Initially, wow. I was matched. Now, before you're getting scared and thinking, ah, these are people who, who bet on Eurovision months before it happens, don't worry. There's still stuff that you can do. There are still tips we can give you. There are still ways uh, to have fun when we have the grand final on Saturday. Now we have our version of Jan Olusund. Uh, we have the man across all of the facts and figures, uh, Betfair's Sam Rosbottom. Sam, when I 
speak to people about Eurovision, which I do a lot, probably more than they want me to, uh, it often takes them by surprise what a massive betting event it is. Just give us an idea of the kind of scale of it. It's absolutely huge, Eurovision. Um, to put it into context, the Grand National isn't going to be the biggest race of the year in Liverpool. Eurovision is on course to have more money traded on the winner market than the most famous horse race in the world this year. Um, last year, there was around £9.8 million matched on wow. the Eurovision winner market alone on the exchange. This year's Grand National saw about £8.5 million matched. This year, we're predicting over £10 million on the winner market alone. Um, it's it's hugely popular. The biggest betting event in the entertainment world, looking at the last 10 editions, over £130 million has been matched on all Eurovision exchange markets. So it is absolutely massive. And there's, there's nothing quite like watching the grand final on a Saturday night and also simultaneously having the Betfair exchange open and just seeing... The, the numbers move, the odds change, the prices change so quickly, especially when um, the, the jury votes come in. It's, 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 it's such a, a massive, uh, massive event. This is the point where Rob's on the edge of exhaustion. I think it is seen <laughs> double by that point uh, when we get to that stage of the night. Let's start with that winner market then, Sam. What's the shape of the market at the moment? Because Laureen of Sweden is the clear favourite right now. Yeah, red hot favourite. Sweden at the moment. They're currently 1.55 on the exchange, which is uh, 8 to 15. They've always been up there as well, Sweden and, and Lorene. They were around 11 to 2 second favourites on the sports book during the official handover ceremony at the end of January. At the time, Ukraine were ahead of them slightly at 7 to 2, but th there's always been strong support for Lorene. Obviously, got the winner's experience in the competition back in. Uh, 2012 with that success there. It's a it's a great song. So yeah, lots and lots of support for Sweden. Um, currently on the exchange market, almost three million pounds has been matched. Wow. More than half of that has been for Sweden. So hugely popular. Um, looking at, at what else is up there at the, the top end of the market, Finland. Second favourites at the minute at around 100 to 30, 4.3 over on the exchange. Um, they've got a, a real crowd pleaser of a song, haven't they, as well? Lots of high energy. Um, we've seen some of the uh, semi-finals, obviously, performances. And we've, I think we've also seen uh, Finland perform in the, the fan uh, zone in Liverpool. And uh, like I say, a real crowd pleaser there really gets the, the Eurovision fans involved. A little angle for Finland. So looking at the the last 10 editions of Eurovision, the average odds of the winner on the Betfair exchange in those 10 editions has been 100 to 30. Finland are exactly that at the moment. So um, a nice little angle there if you, if you do like the, uh, the Finland Eurovision entry. Uh, Ukraine currently second favourites around eighteen to one, uh, and then you know you've got some very big prices on the exchange following that. So Rob, let's talk about Laureen then, because unbelievable performance in Baku, as we know with Euphoria, that was a, a, a clear winner and a deserved winner. I look at Tattoo, which is the song she's got this year. I don't think that's as good, 
but it's still very strong. It still shows off her vocals. The staging's quite nice. And I guess the thing with this, it's important to remind people if they don't know, the way the voting works is half of it is jury votes, so music professionals. Half of it is going to be the televote, people voting at home. And it seems to me that with Laureen, you've got the fan favourite aspect, so she'll get a lot of televotes. But this should do quite well with juries as well, shouldn't it? Definitely. It's a visual tour de force. Loreen elevates it out of all proportion, uh, only the way Loreen can. We've just had the grand final running order appear, which is very interesting um, because we wanted to see where Sweden and Finland would end up in that running order. Interestingly, they've, they've effectively given Finland the pimp slot in the first half, again, after giving it the pimp slot in the semi-final, semi-final so one. that's the final. So in that first half, Finland performs last before the big break in the middle, right? That's it, yeah. They'll, they'll need a break before Sweden as well. Um, they've given Loreen the nine slot, and this fascinates me because it's going to potentially add to the narrative of a Loreen win because no country has ever won from a single-figure draw in this 50-50 televote jury split era so you know we know that she's trying to win eurovision for sweden which would level ireland on seven wins she would also become the first artist since johnny logan to win twice and i just think that's an extra little flourish that the eb year has added and they also want to keep people guessing i don't think they wanted sweden yeah. in 13 because it would have looked completely all over so yeah, I think I think Sweden is a very likely winner. It's going to very likely top the jury vote by by quite a distance, and televote wise, it's it has enormous impact. Should be doing great business. I if wonder if. Oh, sorry, on, I was going to say. I was going to say just on the the running order. Uh, it's obviously it obviously comes up every year, doesn't it? You know what 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 position um, each act is. Looking at the the previous one as the last ten editions, it's there's not much between it to be honest with you. When it, it when we look at the split between first half and second half, so six of the last ten winners performed in the second half of the show. But something you touched on there, Rob, which is really critical: the winners in the first half have always been towards the final part of that first half. And like you said, obviously for Lorene in ninth, it's not quite in that sweet spot in the running order. Finland 13th, again, pushing me towards Finland there. But um, interesting uh, to hear your thoughts on the televote. And this is potentially where there could be a little bit of value if you are opting for Swiss, uh, for Sweden, sorry. Um, five to one at the minute over on the exchange yeah. to win the televote. Obviously, the running order is is something that's impacting that. When we look at the jury vote winner, however, Sweden again running away with it at four to eleven. I think that's the key, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, for viewers, by the way. The Swedish flag behind me just fell down, so I don't know if that's a sign for Lorene. I don't know if that's some kind of portent of doom uh, ahead of Lorene's performance. But I look at. It, so the whole Finland thing, and Rob knows about this because I spoke to him about this at length earlier in the week. I I'm not convinced by Finland. I think it's high energy. I think it's interesting. But I, I felt it was too short. I, I don't think juries are going to like it personally. I may have got that wrong, but I don't think juries are going to like it. 
And I'm not 100% convinced, considering what else is in the contest. I look at Televote winner, 1.6 roundabout where Finland are at. I think potentially that's a lay. I suggested in my semi-final preview on betting.betfair.com that 1.4 for a top three finish for Finland was a bit too short. Now, it's Rob will know this. It's one of those things where at Eurovision, you take a position. And when you get to Saturday, you've got your fingers crossed. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But my personal position on Finland is I think it's overrated and it is there to be attacked. Um, just to round off the winner market, guys, Rob, if there was anything outside of Sweden, and it is a scary price. <laughs> so if there was anything outside of Sweden, what would you think would be worthy of having a look at or what could collapse in running? What do you think is worth keeping an eye on? I'm having difficulties with this uh, this year. I'm always on the lookout for something at a big price that I think can go top four or top five. Good each way value. Um, it may not happen this year, which is a rather boring uh, answer. But an informative one. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, like you, I think there is scope for Finland to drop down a little bit. It could end up finishing fourth or fifth. And if that's the case, yeah, something's got to be second or third. Um, you can make a case for quite a few. Norway's got um, a good second half running order there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great song, isn't it? It's going to be, be, be strong on the televote. Not so sure about the jury side. Um, I've never been completely sold on Israel either, although that's got a good late second half draw as well. The dance break at the end doesn't work with Israel, does it? It's a really no. chaotic kind of end to it. And that it, it's a bit stressed. So Noah, who's a very good singer, very good performer, you know, all of that stuff is great. But she kind of does, she says, do you want to see me dance like two thirds into the song? And it's like, okay, you can go and dance then. But she does this kind of dance break on her own. And then she drops back with all the other people. I'm not sure it works, Rob. Give the people what they want, Kev. I'm not sure that is what they want. <laughs> like, do you want to see me dance? No, I'm not sure we do. <laughs> uh, looking at the, um, I was going to say, you know, looking at the exchange market, Israel's been flip-flopping a little bit between sort of 50 and 80. Uh, it's at 50 at the minute. Norway, currently 80. When we look at the sports book winner market, paying four places each way, Norway 14 to 1, Israel 19 to 1. Could be, if you do uh, you know, follow the opinion that Finland are probably going to drop away, then for, for top four, uh, could be Norway. Could be an interesting prospect there at around 14 to 1 on, on the sports book. Rob, you were going to say? The one that interests me still is Armenia. It's drawn in 17. That's that's a decent draw. We're still trying to work out what went on probably in semi-final two last night because Austria was red hot odds on favourite. And yeah. it's got the one draw. Um, we know that the EBU would be looking at the 50-50 split result on the semi-finals still, regardless of the fact that for, for traders... We had to be in the 100% tele televote um, yeah. mindset. They'll have the 50-50 results to look at, and that's what guides the EBU on this running order. 
So you have to think about what was finishing first, second, and third potentially on the 50-50 split. Now, I think Armenia would have been top three in semi two on the 50-50 split. Uh, There's one or two other interesting ones in there that could have done quite well as well. I'm thinking about Slovenia. Um, That's my daughter's favourite. She was... She was on tenterhooks on Thursday night because Slovenia was the last one they announced to go through. We as family are going to Liverpool for uh, the final show on Saturday. So she was saying, please let Slovenia go through. And they finally (laughs) made it. It's not a bad song, Rob. I rate it highly. I mean, they're a really professional uh, band, uh, Joker Out. I felt it connected last night. And it's got a really nice draw there, right at the end, 24. So... Could be one, could be one for a trade, um, because if you look at the exchange for for both Armenia and Slovenia, um, the exchange would suggest that there's absolutely no chance. Uh, Armenia five hundred and thirty, Slovenia seven hundred, currently at the moment. When we look at the historic odds in the last ten editions, the the biggest outsiders to win in those last ten editions was Ukraine back in twenty sixteen. They were nineteen to one was their their pre-tournament yeah, odds. So um uh, again it could be one where we're looking at the the sort of top ten, uh top five, top fifteen markets for for those. Uh, although it could what a what a hell of a story that would be if uh you know you guys have just tipped up Armenia and Slovenia at ridiculous prices on the uh betting only better Eurovision podcast. Yeah, well, they definitely are looking looking at the side markets on Betfair. You want to be thinking about Slovenia. Maybe we're going to come on to this, but top ten, uh, that sort of thing. In fact, talking about that, I'm going to jump ahead a bit here, Rob. This is how dynamic this show is going to be because you've been talking about top Balkan for a while, haven't you? And that was strong in your thinking from the get go, wasn't it? It was. I was on Slovenia at a decent price early on. And it seemed to have seized the initiative, but now it's got a bit interesting again because there's Croatia there as well. This this madcap entry from Croatia. So these All are the glittery of, dictators, the guy who's bald yeah. who runs on with the missiles late on. It's anti-war, all a bit of a anti-war message, uh, yeah. and it, it actually follows Slovenia. It's right at the end. It's twenty five. Uh, these are throwing a lot of shade on the UK, by the way, which is the last to perform. Um, so Croatia's, um, it's going to do decent business on the televote, but it's going to be damaged badly on the jury side, I it's think. jury poison, isn't it? That's jury so. poison, which is, you know, my thinking on Finland as well, which is why I don't think Finland can win. Um, so, yeah, I still think Slovenia's in pole position to, to, to land top Balkan. Yeah, and I think when I last looked at Top Balkan, I think they were around about even Slovenia still. So still worth a look uh, if you think that's uh, the way it can go. So you have side markets like Top Balkan. We're going to come to Top Big Five a little bit later on. So it's not just about the winner market. If you look at the winner market and think, oh, well, Laureen's like 1.5. What's the point of that? Loads and loads of markets for you to look at. Loads of ways you can cheer on your favourite song. So, for example, my personal favourite is Norway that we've talked about, and so there might be other ways uh, of pushing that forward. Let's talk about the UK. You mentioned May Muller there, Rob. They've got the pimp slot. When we talk about the pimp slot, what that means is it's the final slot in the running order. So just before the televotes, 
bang, here you go. Sam Ryder was absolutely electrifying last year with Spaceman. This is nowhere near that quality of entry. I'm glad that they've picked somebody with a track record. May Muller's had success before, so I'm glad about that. But the song itself and the vocals maybe won't see a standout. Is that fair, Rob? I think it is. Uh, she's going to get a huge reception in, in the arena. But ultimately, I'm not sure that's going to count for that much. Um, UK is really struggling on the jury side. I can't see May getting many jury points at all because, like you've touched on there, Kev, her live vocal is it's not great. Let's put it that way. Um, the staging is, is very bog standard as well for kind of up-tempo pop track. Um, actually, Poland has done a lot better job. Uh, with, with its solo female pop entry. Um, UK may get some goodwill points because of the whole hosting on Ukraine's behalf. But I fear the UK is going to get a very poor result. And I've been looking at the price on 20, 21st to 25th. Um, it was 7 to 2 yesterday. I don't know what it is today. Um, but yeah, that will struggle. I think I think it's missing the top fifteen. The UK, yeah, Matt and and Sam, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think for years people went, "Oh, it's political. It's because of Brexit. It's because nobody likes us." It's not people. It's really not. What it is is that for years we didn't match up a great performer with great songs. Nothing to do with politics. We've got everybody all around Europe going, "Here are our best artists. They've got brilliant songs." And we just went. Uh, th- this guy can do it. Yeah, just just send him. And I think now we've clicked about what the right thing to do is, and that's what we did with Sam Ryder last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when we look at the the odds for the UK uh, this year's Eurovision, they've been the biggest drifters. We've been the biggest drifters, unfortunately. Uh, we were seven to one on the sports book when Liverpool was confirmed as the whole city last October. Now 66 to 1 over on the exchange, matched at a low of 8, now 210. Um, looking at the last place market, which is another one of those side markets on the exchange, which could be one for, for trading on, on the night, 4 to 1 to finish last, which yeah. you never want to shout up, do you? No, not really. Uh, we don't want to finish last, but hopefully that won't be the case. And hopefully, you never know, sometimes... Acts who've struggled in rehearsals and in pre-show parties and things like that suddenly pull something out on the night, so you never know. Let's have a look at some of those. So you've got top three, top four, top five, top ten, top fifteen, loads of options. Uh, me and Rob have had a disagreement about Belgium because I really like Belgium, and uh, I got on them at 2.4 to finish top 15. Now they're now 1.38. However... You might look at them top 10. This is unashamedly a super camp 90s banger. You've got good old Gustav and his massive hat, giving it some. And Rob, uh, tell us why you're not a fan. There's a, there's, a, there's a historic reason for this, isn't there? A little bit. I followed the Belgium national qualifier. They had this incredibly talented young girl singing uh, Gala Drago. And I think it would have gone top five at Eurovision this year, potential winner even. She's like a Billie Eilish 
and they just messed it up and good stuff ended up winning um so yeah i am a little bit biased uh when it comes to belgium <laughs> this year but i think you've done well with that trade kev i mean the odds tell you on betfair that you've done well with that trade i still don't see it top 10 it's being back now for top 10 i'd be laying it um i'm not even sure it's top 15 to be honest how dare you this is going to sail into the top 15 rob <laughs> well we shall see it, it is it's very eurovision put it that way i won't spoil it too much for you but it is super eurovision um uh, another one that I do fancy, actually, for top 15, and I was on it for top three in the semi-final, so we'll see if that works out. They won't actually reveal those results until after the grand final's completed, but I was on top three for Thursday's semi-final is Australia. Now, Australia is, there's all sorts going on with that. You've got... Very 80s, the, isn't it? Yeah, it it starts off like a kind of Bastille type thing, like an electronic kind of thing. Then it sags into this massive rock bit in the middle. And then you've got the guitar comes out. Sam, there's loads going on with this. The, the staging as well, it's, it's back to the yeah. future-esque, isn't it? You know, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, the car on the stage. I was listening to an interview with the, the actual, uh, the guy who's designed the staging and he was talking about how the incredibly uh, technology, technologically advanced it is with the, the screen, et cetera, on the floor. And then, uh, obviously, Australia rock up with a with a car on the stage. You know, the, <laughs> apparently yeah. the the wheels have got special material on it, so it doesn't damage the the stage. Just but, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, looking at Australia, um, it, this is a big big year as well for Australia because obviously the the deal that they've got to, to be part of Eurovision, it's the final year. Um, this, this, I feel like we're talking about a, a transfer market now, aren't we? Yeah, you know, this, yeah, this, this, yeah. The contract hasn't quite, the contract hasn't quite been signed for next yeah. season. They're a free agent in the summer. We're um, off to but, the Asian uh, Song <laughs> Contest next year. Yeah, in the in the top ten market, Australia, you can back at the minute around four to one. Uh, they are a, a lot of fun, and it is their sort of last hurrah, if you like. Well, certainly until we we hear any more about a new deal. And Rob, the running order is okay for Australia, isn't it? It's okay. It had the pimp slot last night in semi-final two. It drew second half, and I'm not surprised to see it right at the start of the second half here because yeah. they do this. They reverse treatment. Um, I don't think it's that strong, Australia. It may have been top three last night in the semi, but that was due to 100% televote and having the pimp slot. Yeah. It's not going to have that on Saturday night. Um, televote won't be very high. Australia historically struggles on the televote. Um, so yeah, I think, um, well, I'd be surprised if that gets anywhere near top 10, to be honest. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for top 15 at evens. That's what I'm going to go for. Uh, Rob, in this kind of group of markets, what appeals to you? It's a good question. I've been trying to look at it over the last few hours and just take in this running order and try and think about what went on last night. One that interests me now is Estonia for top 10. This is the piano that plays itself, right? So <laughs> there's female. a singer as well. It's not just a random haunted piano. There is a singer involved as well. Solo female piano ballad, beautifully staged, really yes. well sung well performed she's impressed me enormously alika uh i think it's a really 
strong composition as a song. Um, and I was thinking back a few years ago, we had this woman singing for North Macedonia and it was an English language solo female ballad, very similar, uh, performed brilliantly by Tamara Tedesca. And you have a look back, everyone was shocked at the time. It topped the jury vote that year. Now wow. that's, that's my precedent for. Estonia potentially doing very well this year. I think it can go very high on the jury side because I just think it's ticking all those boxes and the jurors love that. Um, so it's got a good draw in 12. Um, you know, they've put it right at the end of the first half there. Obviously it's before Finland. Um, but it's, it's a jury song. And yeah, if it goes high on the jury side, it's, it's got real top 10 prospects, I think at a, at a price. So Estonia, what are we, Sam, if we look at that top 10 market, what are we looking at with Estonia then? Yeah, interestingly, we've seen a little bit of support for Estonia on the exchange on the top 10 market. They were around 20s. They've now been backed into six to one on the exchange. So um, still not, you know, not at the top end by any stretch in that market, but they have been supported. So, you know, there could be some... Uh, there could be definitely something in that. Um, another uh, prospect I am warming to in the top 10 market is Germany. When I've been going through the songs. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what you're going <laughs> to laugh. Okay, no, laugh. Sam, you go for it's, it. This is your stage. I just think when, you know, when we think Eurovision, I think they've got a really good song. I think they're, they're visually really striking. It's it's. Flashbacks almost to 2006, Finland, Lordi. Um, obviously, they were very heavy metal. Not quite the same, but there's, there's little elements of that in there. And I, I think it's quite catchy as well, the, the German song. Um, obviously, we've, we've not seen them because they are one of the, the big five. Uh, a great deal in the, in the semi-final. So we don't have that to, to go off. But um, currently around 4.2 for a, for a top 10 finish, 16 to 5. So one that i'm interested in so rob i work in germany a lot with the bundesliga and they might not let me in after this but i cannot get there with germany it feels like a mess to me i can't see the juries going for this at all i think it's definitely struggling with the juries and that's the issue and mm. then it becomes how high can it go on the televote it is a bit of a niche there probably is an audience out there for it uh, it's not my personal cup of tea but i'm looking at this running order and it's interesting because we've got ukraine in the 19 slot and then they've put norway immediately after ukraine and then germany after norway i think that's quite cunning of the ebu i i think they're trying to throw shade on the ukraine televote they don't want ukraine winning again this year for obvious reasons and they're probably they're hoping that germany is going to take some decent televote points i think and, and take some focus away from ukraine in that little section along with norway Al alessandra um, is that a danger with norway then we've talked quite i like the song very much i think she performs it really well but is that a danger with norway as well that some of that televote's going to get hoovered up in that section i think I, I think norway's doing doing great on the televote and um the jury side has always been the bigger question mark for me with norway but yeah, I think um, 
it's just being done, I think, to try and avoid the dreaded situation of Ukraine winning again for reasons outside of uh, music competition. Yeah. In terms of, just quickly, Rob, in terms of their entry itself, the Ukrainian entry, what do we think of that? You know, if you were just looking at it purely as a song, how strong is it compared to the rest of the field, do you think? I think it's very average. I thought that last year of Ukraine's entry, so... Yeah. We need so that to was a tread- very special scenario, wasn't it? It was. We need to tread carefully. Last year's entry had clear national identity with Ukraine, which this entry this year is completely lacking. And I think that's important. This is like some sort of Americanized the weekend type of yes. trap. Yes. Uh, there's nothing there that screams Ukraine. Everyone knows that Ukraine won last year. It, you know, it was a it was solidarity vote by Europe. It was it was all about support for Ukraine. They're desperately trying to avoid that this year. All the clues are that you know they don't want Ukraine to to do well this year. Um, can they achieve that? We don't know. We're in the dark. You know, how do the public react again? Are they going to give more sympathy votes to Ukraine? I I think it's it's falling away this year ukraine yeah. in theory but that could be famous last words let's take a look at top big five now what do we mean by big five okay you've got the big five who basically contribute more money than anybody else so you've got germany you've got the uk you've got italy you've got france and you've got spain they all get an automatic buy through to the final and you can bet on the market so which of those five is going to finish at the top now i rightly or wrongly, have cut away UK, I've cut away Germany. So I do, and the market has done this too, and it is genuinely a straight fight, it seems, according to the market, between Spain, between France, and between Italy. Rob, I have been racking my brains about this for ages, because France is très français. It is so, so French. Like, and it's Evidently. Gotten, yeah, it's good. Yeah, if you want. <laughs> very good, Sam, very good. Um, très bien. Uh, so towards the end of that, it's got a really big moment. She smoulders all the way through it. it. It's perfectly fine. Spain, I find more difficult. It's, I think it will do well with juries, but I think it's less accessible maybe for televoters. And then you've got Italy, which is after both of those. And Italy have got ever such a good record in the last few years. And it's quite a nice ballad, well sung. So Rob, I look at all three of these at pretty similar prices, around about 2.93 on the exchange. How do we separate those three? Because it feels like there's value here somewhere. It's very difficult. France has been well-backed across so many markets. Uh, The the market went France crazy. Um, That's eased off on the outright now. But um, it's been leading the way in the the top big five market on Betfair. I think it's a favourite. you should try and take on and i'm i'm doing a sort of a dual attack you could call it a dutch almost of spain and italy spain i think uh could be doing even better on the juries than than france i yeah. don't i don't see the the televote for france i don't think this woman has appeal barbara pravi had televote appeal this she was electrifying though wasn't she barbara she was, but she was relatable. You know, there was emotional fragility. You could buy into that three minutes. It was spellbinding. 
this is just uh, pompous. You know, it's a woman stood on a plinth saying, look at me, aren't I, you know, wonderfully French. Um, the song is weak. Uh, so, yeah, Italy, very strong. It's going to do well on the jury side. Marco Mangoni performs the hell out of it. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? And yeah. Italy, when it comes to the final, it tends to get a decent televote. It's got some trusted allies that will give it points. And then it's it's going well on, on the jury side. So if I had to stick my neck out and say who's taking big five and, you know, who should, who should you bet on, it's it's Italy. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be one of my recommendations in my grand final preview, Italy at three. Sam, you look at that market and one of the things that, and as Rob says, it's ever so tight. So you've got, you're looking at three really and you think, okay, which way do I go? Unless Sam's Germany comes storming through, maybe they will. Um, But I looked at historical record in the last few years and Italy are so strong. Yeah, certainly. They've got um, a lot of experience when it comes to, Nailing a song, haven't they, at Eurovision? Uh, 3.7 they are to be the top big five. So that's around 11 to 4. Italy. Well, that's gone out even further. So wow. there's certainly the the value when it comes to France, Spain, Italy in the top five, top big five market, should I say. France, uh, like you say, favourites at 7 to 4, 2.72. Spain 2.829 to 5. So not a lot between France and Spain, but Italy have drifted there. France did go pretty short in the winner's market not too long ago as well. Uh, they have drifted quite substantially on, on the winner's market too now, out to 70. So make of that what you will when it comes to the top big five market. Okay, it's time for the mean bit of the show where we decide what's going to finish last. Um, this is a really tricky one, Rob, because UK, ah, I don't want that to happen, but they're, they're in that mix for the reasons we've mentioned. Germany, I feel, are in that mix, even though they're quite big now. I think the last I looked, they were about 9.6, 9.8 in the last place. Serbia's a bit of a runner because, Rob, it's a bit of a mess. It's not a very appealing song, the Serbian one thing about Serbia is it's got some trusted voting allies who yeah. will come out and support it in the grand final when everyone's voting. So I'm not sure I see Serbia as as the last place. This is such a difficult market. You really want each way because, you know, if you can find one in the bottom three, um, that, that can that can be a good bet sometimes. Um, I do think Germany... Poland have done a good job of masking... Blanca, bless her, is uh, a good dancer and a uh, good performer, maybe. The, the vocals are a struggle occasionally, I think it's fair to say. They've done a good job with it, though. I mean, it's like yeah. you can take note, uh, you know, com- compared to um, the, the May Muller staging. Um, Blanca's a triumph for, for Poland. And there's the Polish diaspora as well. So, yeah. you know, it will get, it will get televotes. I thought Poland would open the final. I actually had a bet on that, so I was really disappointed when Austria uh, was revealed as the opener. But uh, getting back to last place, I fear UK, UK is dropping down. I really do. Uh, and I think Germany's going to be down there because I just can't get on board with this idea of it getting lots of televotes. I could be wrong, though. There's probably something else lurking. I'm just That's trying to hoping think we're wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, I can tell you that Germany around 13.5 for, for last place. Um, the UK, since I mentioned it about 15 minutes ago on the podcast, uh, have shortened even more. Uh, they're now 3.55, so around 13 to 5 from 4 to 1 in the past 20 minutes. Uh, this is a really good point, actually, because... Like, even in the midst of making this show, <laughs> the markets, are like, I looked at Germany and they were like 9.8 and now they're out to 13. Stuff moves really, really quickly. And you can use that to your advantage. You can trade. You can, you know, things that you're like, oh, I'm not sure at that price can suddenly balloon. And then you think that's something I can attack. So that's one of the reasons betting-wise, Eurovision is so fascinating. And we see this, Rob, all the time. This is why you probably feel you've done a year's worth of work in the last two weeks, because it moves so quickly. It does. And you've got to be prepared for the insanity of the live in-running trading on Saturday night. Um, I mean, one, one trick of the trade that I'd pass on, you know, on Betfair, you have the opportunity to keep keep your bets. So set up your bets in the various side markets, be it a back or a lay, click on the keep button. So it's there because yeah. with the end running, you've got the timer to deal with, which is difficult in itself. But if you've got the trades there ready to go, then you're a bit more organized across all of the side markets. So if we were to pick out a best bet to give to people ahead of Saturday's grand final, what would we go with? Sam, if you had a recommendation, what you're pushing forward of all the markets we've talked about? I am really coming round to to Norway to win. To win. Um, I think on the exchange, they're around 85, which is a, a huge price. Looking at their odds for, for top three, a uh, bit more appealing at 5.8, 5 to 1. On the sports book, you can back them each way in the, the winner market at 14 to 1, which is something that I wouldn't put anybody off. Um, when my main reason for opposing Sweden is because of just when we look at Eurovision, there's, there's so much that, that goes into this. There's so many angles. Um, and there's so many, uh, things that can happen on the night, et cetera. But ultimately, when we look at the, the historic data, in the, the past 10 editions, there's only been three winners that were odds on pre-tournament, uh, well, pre-grand final. Yeah. Uh, those were Denmark, who were four to five, Netherlands, 20 to 21, and Ukraine last year at four to six. So no one's won being as short as Lorene is at the minute. And of course, there's that that background with Lorene. There's going to be a lot of Eurovision fans voting for on the, the televote. But four to seven, I think that's a price that, that you can take on. Rob? I think Sweden is just going to get off to a great start. Don't forget, we have the jury points revealed first, and this is where Sweden, we think, is going to dominate. They may try and conceal Lorene early on with the first few countries revealing, because the EBU do that. So it's not going to get off to a flying start, but possibly within six to ten countries revealing, I think Sweden could start to pull away. Uh, so the price could evaporate very, very quickly, is my view. It's um, got real Emily, this is a real Eurovision nerd thing I'm about to say here, but it's got real Emily DeForest vibes, right? So when you heard only teardrops for the first time, you went, oh, right, that's the winner. I'll see you later. So 
it has it feels like it has that momentum. But Sam's right. I mean, if you're looking at a 26 runner fields and you've got something that's 1.5, your natural inclination is to take a swing, isn't it? Of course. And you've got to think about what else could be going high on the jury side because there's some trading potential there. Yeah. You think, say, Italy or, or Spain are going to be right up there. There's there's room in theory for those prices to come down in running because people will look at that and think they've got a great chance of winning. Um, so, you know, you've got to think about that as well. Take a trading approach. Um, unfortunately, I haven't got an outsider because I think Sweden's going to win. Um, I'd be, I'd be looking at one of the side markets possibly for recommendation. I think I'd have a swing at one of these top 10 bets, to be honest. I think, um, possibly Estonia at a, at a good price. I just, you know, I'd like to back, uh, good price winners, uh, yeah. and, and lay short price ones. Um, so yeah, Estonia for top 10 and, and I'd look at Slovenia as well for top 10. And I would go for Italy in top big five. It took me a lot of brain power and a lot of agonizing, uh, but I got there in the end. That's all we have time for on Eurovision Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. Rob has written, and I mean this genuinely, even though he's on the show, I'm not sucking up to him, a superb ultimate betting guide uh, to Eurovision on our website, betting.betfair.com. You'll also find my grand final preview on there as well. From Rob, from Sam, and from me, Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.